Atomic Monsoon. Welcome to the Monsoon. <laughs> Welcome to Atomic Monsoon. My name is Andy, and I'm blowing everyone's ears out. What? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to this Mails from a Pop Culture discussion. Uh, along with me, as always, is our lovely co-host, Stephanie. Hello, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and our other lovely co-host, Josh. Oh, I'm lovely. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> and we have a whole bunch of crap to talk, to you, <laughs> talk about to you guys today. Uh, who wants to go first? Oh, I want to go first. <laughs> um, okay. I want to make a quick correction from our last episode. Um, last week, we all got sick and didn't record an episode the week that we released episodes. Uh, so all of our content was from a couple weeks ago. And we had said, hey, we all wanted to see the Happy Time Murders. And it was from people that may have worked at Jim Henson Productions, blah, blah, blah. Turns out that movie actually was from Henson Alternative Studios, uh, which is a branch of the Jim Henson Studios. So we wanted to correct ourselves before anyone yelled at us and told us that we were loud and wrong. Uh, the movie, in fact, is directed, by Bri is directed by Brian Henson, who directed, you know, Muppet Treasure Island and Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppets in Space and basically all of the 90s Muppet everything. So, uh, hey, we were wrong. <laughs> we admit it. <laughs> well, guess and uh, we're big fat jerks. So, and, sorry. And it now and we're all healthy and we're not sick no more. So there's that too. Right. Well, I mean, mentally, yes, but... Uh, as well, uh, yeah. Physically sick, we're not anymore. <laughs> mentally, the, the court is still it's out. It's debatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Josh, you had some cool Xbox yeah, stuff, let's, right? Yeah, you know, let's talk a little bit of video games today, yeah. guys. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to start out with something that I think is fantastic, because I've got friends and family that have disabilities, and Xbox has come out with something called the Adaptive Controller. Ooh. And what it is, it's basically a controller that you can plug a bunch of different things into, and it allows people with severe handicaps up to minor handicaps be able to play video games with something that allows them to do it, you know, depending on if it's something where they got a blow into something or if they're missing a hand or something they can just use, you know, whatever disability they have, they can use it to play any video games. It's a really, really neat thing that they're That's doing. Rad. It's It's completely modular. It works for people from literally any kind of disability you can yeah. use this thing. And uh, they've been testing it in, like, children's hospitals and stuff, getting it developed, and just they're doing really good with this. I, I think it's it's something that's really speaking for Microsoft as a whole, like, that they're concentrating on something like this to put out mm -hmm. for people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A, lot, a lot of people like to, to rag on them for not having as many games as PlayStation or PC and things like that. But I think that there's a, there's a give and a take. Like, they might not have as many games, but, you know, they're doing things like this to get other people to play. That's right. true. And, you know, right. and, and say what you want about Xbox or Sony, any of those kind of companies, everybody's got their own opinion, and, hey, everybody's a title to their opinion. Mm -hmm. It's just this is something I think is really, really neat that they're doing to help out the less fortunate to be able to be, enjoy something that they want to do. And I think it's great because I think we're finally in like a day and age of technology where a lot more technology is being built for those that do have any type of, any kind of handicapped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if they have a handicap, there's probably been something now that's developed that's probably going to help them live their lives a little bit easier mm -hmm. and a little yeah. bit better. And that's, this is great because now this will make them, you know, be involved and actually play video games with all their friends in school and yeah. or at work or whatever. And it's nice because, like, I have a friend of mine that uh, he was in an accident. He lost most of the fingers on one of his hands. Oh. And he was able to play Wii like crazy because he could literally just strap something to his hand and be able mm -hmm. to use his thumb. But when it came to, like, Xbox and things like that, yeah. it's hard for him to use the newer controllers. And his sure. motion controls went away. 
that kind of yeah. made it harder for him to be able to play a lot of the newer games that came out and stuff like that. So I know he's crazy excited about this controller because he's actually be able to just use his one hand to be mm-hmm. able to do a lot more than he could before. And he can, with Xbox, something else that they've done uh, before they put this out was they did this thing uh, where you can actually have two controllers that will control one thing to where it's like mm-hmm. if you got your kids or something, they don't quite know what they're doing for video games. You okay. can help them out and play. But it also helped with handicap. This one that he was doing, he would have two controllers on there mm-hmm. and he'd be able to just hold the one and do his thing and be able to just slap the other one with his oh, thumb yeah. if he needed to. Yeah. But this makes it a lot easier for him because he has full control now. He can actually use nice. the right stick at the same time he's doing other things mm-hmm. because he's got that control where he can use his entire hand to do it yeah. with more than one surface. So Yeah, no, That's and um, incredible. when you were telling me about this, other day I, I remembered that my cousin had a, a friend named Maddie um, and poor Maddie was just born without hands yeah. right and so he just he had four arms and there was just nothing at the end of them and so we you know this is the early 90s when when I knew him um, but he used to play with the the arcade sticks because uh, mm-hmm. that was the best he could do you know so he yeah. had his his arm uh on the, the gumball top joystick. And for the Sega Genesis, at least, there were the, the particular joystick they had had the large ABC buttons. Yeah. So um, he could hit those with pretty good accuracy with the other arm. But yeah, it was just he had no hands, right? And therefore no fingers. Yeah. So it became very difficult for him to play video games and join in whatever any of us were doing, you know. But it was cool that, like, okay, there was something that was kind of close. And he got really good considering his handicap. Um, and I haven't, <laughs> I, I never, I don't know what happened to him. I haven't talked to the kid in 25 years. Um, I hope he's still okay. Uh, but something like this would be, I, I would imagine would be great for him, you know, something. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's, it's neat. Some of the promotional videos that they've been putting out for it are people that like a few YouTubers that are handicapped and things like that. They, mm-hmm. you know, gave them controllers and say, Hey, you know, try it out, see what you're doing. And they put out videos of showing them like yeah. play games like, uh, um, Killer Instinct against somebody that can use a normal controller and oh. they're beating up on the person playing. Killer yeah. Instinct, like, that takes that's, some serious yeah. control to do. Yeah. It's not just to, like, <laughs> yeah. tap a couple buttons. Like, no, that's a, that's a, hard, I can't even play Killer Instinct. Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. a tough game to play. Yeah. And just seeing these guys pick up those adaptive controllers or not even pick them up, be able to use those adaptive right. controllers right. Yeah. and just start playing a video game, it, yeah. it's really impressive. It's something Absolutely. I'm, I gotta give Xbox a lot of kudos because that, mm-hmm. that's a really neat thing that they did. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. That's cool. That's very awesome. So uh, I'll go ahead and tangent here. So keeping it with the video game sure. uh, information, uh, there was a there was some news that was released that Disney Channel is coming out with a like a reality game show series called Nintendo Switch Family Showdown. Okay. Where families will come on and they'll literally be playing games like Mario Kart and, uh, you know, Sonic and whatever other games that are going to be available on uh, the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be like a big, like, you know, video game contest on Disney Channel. Interesting. Is this like the old Nickelodeon show? Nick Arcade? Yeah. I wonder that if this is what it's going to be like. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where this goes because I know that, you know, Andy, I know you have a Nintendo Switch and I everything. Do. And uh, so I know that there's people out there that have Nintendo Switches. So it's very mm-hmm. interesting that Disney's like teaming up with Nintendo saying, yeah, let's make a TV show where we just have yeah. a bunch of families get together and I do mean, this. Disney and Nintendo, I don't understand how they haven't been working together Forever, (laughs) right? It's it's a match made in heaven. It just—it's strange that they haven't been. Yeah, Nintendo definitely feels like the Disney of video games. Yeah, very much so. It's just—it's odd that they hadn't teamed up as much before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Stephanie, I don't know if you remember Nick Arcade. 
barely. Okay. Yeah. Barely so, remember Nick Arcade. So for you and any of the listeners that don't remember uh, the thing that Josh referred to, and there was actually a show in the 80s called Starcade that was very much the same concept. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a trivia show, like Jeopardy or, or Double Dare or whatever. Um, but if you... Uh, so Nick Arcade specifically, you had a uh, there was a character named Mikey that they would control around the video board, uh, and they'd be like, "Oh, we want Mikey to go left," and you know the little cartoon character would walk to the left, uh, and sometimes it would be like a video challenge, and you'd have to go play from a bunch of different. They'd have an arcade set up on the side of the um, huh. side of the hallway, and so you'd with go, unique games too. It was all right. games that were designed specifically for Nick Arcade. Like they weren't like well, it would be like a, a you know. Uh, Space Invaders type, but it wasn't actually Space Invaders. It was a specific game made for Nick Arcade. Well, it was so, kind of so they were both, right? Because it was uh, to determine who would get the the um, control at the beginning of each round. They would have like a, a not breakout or a not pong yeah. or a not, um, you know, Space Invaders. But then when they, the arcade challenges would come up, they actually would be playing like Sonic the Hedgehog yeah, yeah, or yeah, King yeah. of Monsters or... Um, I don't think Super Mario Brothers ever made on, but it was whatever was popular at the time. Uh, hmm. That it was coming out, and they would always have like you know, oh, can you get seventeen thousand points in thirty seconds or whatever? Yeah. Um, so if that's what this Nintendo, this Disney f- Nintendo Switch Family Challenge, whatever it's called, uh, <laughs> I mean that would be cool because people have been clamoring for the return of Nick Arcade since it went off the air in the mid nineties. Yeah. It's true. Like so. I, I, based off the article I was reading, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of information out. It might be coming out later this year. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it's probably going to be. It's it's probably gonna be like some of the other Disney shows like that they've tried doing that are kind of more reality based. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think Nick has actually done better in that field than Disney has. Sorry, Disney, but it's true. <laughs> uh, you do better on with ABC. Stick with ABC yeah, for that. Yeah. Um, but I think this one might be interesting because it literally just sounds like two families are going to be pitted against each other in like a game of Mario Kart. Like double dare with video games? Pretty much, yeah. Something kind of oh. like that. So it's, it sounds like it's actually going to be kind of an interesting, fun show to watch. So. Can, I, can I just... Stick in right here and just say how happy I am that Double Dare is back on the air. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. I I, that I don't have cable anymore, so I have been I've had to search the internet to find uh, <laughs> to find videos. But it's so much fun watching new episodes of Double Dare, uh, and the fact that Mark Summers is still there as the host. Yeah, just makes it feel more real. I, you I know? don't think it would have been. No, as accepted if he no, hasn't been there. No, yeah. when, when they tried it, if you when they tried it for that Double Dare 2000 about 20 years ago, uh, it didn't work. Oh God, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, because they changed too much of it. They're like, oh, let's make it Double Dare, but it'd be sleek and futuristic, and like it's the year 2000, and some other guy that's not Nick, uh, not Mark Summers, and yeah. like, I mean, it was, was fine. It, it was, it was. What's up? Was it Pick Boy? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, the Nickelodeon superhero oh. for like for like 10 years on Nickelodeon. No, though? okay, no, 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 before him. <laughs> okay. Um, no, and like it was fine. It was still a Double Dare, but it didn't feel correct. Oh. And this new version of Double Dare, because there's kind of the retro movement going on in general yeah. design, um, it it is the old Double Dare set just with LED screens instead of um, like the old TVs. CRT screens and the old like LCD scoreboards yeah. and stuff. So <laughs> nice. it's it's updated, but in a way that it still looks and feels like Double Dare. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. That means I can go get slimed. You could? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go get slimed. Yeah, I think there's age restrictions, but if they bring my family double dare. I could bring my family. You know? Yeah, yeah. Look at a family in <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Do you have any other video game news? Uh, I have I have two bits of video game news, right, let's but let's them. stick with the Switch for now. Okay. Um, a company called Inky Pen has uh, started developing an app for the Switch that should be launching in November. Uh, for $8 a month, you will have access to... 
basically a digital comic library. Um, and you oh. can it'll work both in handheld mode on your Switch and on uh, in the dock modes on your TV. Um, hmm. And so far, IDW, Valiant Comics, Dynam Entertainment, Humanoids, and Andrews McMeal Comics uh, have all decided to put their product up on this on this app that'll be coming Neat. out. So it is cool. Eight bucks a month for it looked like unlimited comics reads. That's um, ne- that's neat. And, is it going to be current stuff and old? Do we know or uh, they haven't really said. Um, but I mean, even if it's older stuff, IDW has been around for, for a while, almost yeah. twenty yeah. years. Uh, Valiant, I don't know. Um, I mean, their relaunch was twenty twelve, and if they include their nineties stuff as well, that's that's a ton you know, of reading. E- even yeah. if it's just you know the mo- the more modern stuff, right? Like there's still I don't know like twelve ongoing Valiant comics at any given time. Yeah. Um, and I'm not familiar with uh, Humanoids or Andrew McMeal comics. Uh, and Dynamite just has a huge back catalog yeah. of all kinds of licensed yeah. stuff. So uh, just just between those three, right? And $8 a month is the price of two comic books. So, well, <laughs> Like one and a half anymore. Well, the $5 d- price depending point on, stuff, Yeah, depending yeah. on who you're buying from. Um, but from, from I, like, I, I buy all of IDW's Transformers comics, and they're generally $3.99 a piece. Yeah. Uh, so having access to... You know, like, hey, I didn't really get into their G.I. Joe stuff, or I haven't read uh, their My Little Pony comics, which is supposed to be great, right? Um, so, you know, hey, if I'm paying 8 bucks a month anyways, I'll, I'll check them out. I'll see if they're they're worthwhile, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I know, I know people are going to be like, well, Comixology Unlimited is already doing that. I was like, true, but this way it's on my Switch, which yeah. I'm already <laughs> bringing with me everywhere. Which, yeah, which is always something I never understood why they didn't have a Comixology on the DS. Right, like, yeah. I always thought that was weird because, like, they, you have a built-in audience right, right. there. Right, like, yeah. But no, it, yeah. Makes more, it makes sense they're doing this on the Switch. Yeah, so. so, so uh, we'll maybe have Comixology to... will jump on board once they see them making some money for that. Possibly, yeah. So it's Inky Pen, I-N-K-Y-P-E-N. Let me want to keep an eye out for that and see yeah, how it goes. Maybe yeah. see, see if uh, any of the big two end up. yeah. Yeah. On there. Like, hey, even if even if Just Image jumps on there, right? Like yeah, that's, that's, that's still yeah, another that's still huge, huge catalog of stuff. library. Of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Especially if they throw in their Top Cow stuff as well. I mean, right. Oh my grief. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see. Um, I, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'll I'll do at least a month of it when it launches in November and see how it is. And, yeah. Uh, let you guys know. All right, I look cool. forward to hear more about yeah. that then. So what's your other uh, video game and news? Uh? So the other one, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's a a, <laughs> a thing that I, I tend what? to... <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that I refer back to from the late 80s and early, early 90s, because well, that's enough. when I was a kid. Um, and one of the big games that I used to, used to play with the handicapped kid, Maddie mm-hmm. uh, was Streets of Rage on the Sega uh, Genesis. Yes. Oh, right? It was an old beat up game in the style of the Ninja Turtles arcade games and, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and it was, you, know, you played from a few different characters and you were all just going around beating up millions of bad guys and at the end of the level there's a boss that was three times the size of everyone. And Sounds like a typical video game. Right, okay. right, right, right. Yeah. Um, well, so Streets of Rage 1 came out in, what, 91? Streets of Rage 2 was in, like, 92 or 93. Streets of Rage 3 was in 94. Uh, and about a week and a half ago, Streets of Rage 4 got announced. Oh. Which makes me excited because I haven't played a new <laughs> Streets of Rage game uh, in... 20 years. Yeah. Uh, 24 Did years. they announce what oh, is wow. going to be on all the platforms? So they no? haven't announced a, an official platform or release date yet. Okay. Um, it is made in conjunction with Sega, but it's made by, oh, I should have written down the developers. 
company, a couple, it's a couple of other companies, and they've been doing a lot of really cool remakes. Okay. Um, and like updates to other games and stuff. But this is the most well-known franchise of the ones that they've worked on. Uh, Wonder, right. Wonder Boy. They just did a remake of Wonder Boy as well. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Which a lot of people have had really good things to say. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I've got cool. the demo download on my Xbox. I haven't gotten to try it out yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the developers of that are developing this. I believe um, it's Wonder Boy. Okay. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> the graphics are updated. It looks like hand-drawn animation, right? Because they could they can do more with sprite graphics now than they yeah. could in the nineties. Um, so far, only two characters have been announced. It's Axel Stone and um, Blaze Fielding, uh, who are two of the they're <laughs> they're the only two characters that are in all of the Streets of Rage games. Um, but they have uh, I read an article today um, that on Polygon.com, and they said that there are more characters promised to come. Nice. Uh, which is Makes cool sense. because Streets. One of the things that was cool about the first Streets of Rage game is it was there was Axel, who's the white guy, Blaze, who's the girl, and Adam, who's the black guy, and the two they brought back were the white dude and the girl, uh, and so none of the the other minority characters are represented, which is a little weird. I that's um, probably just. Yeah. Here, here's a couple screenshots. I'm sure they're going to be adding. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. It would be weird right. if they didn't add all the classic characters back in. Right. Yeah. Really yeah. Strange, yeah. So. yeah. And there's. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of uh, not white male friends on Facebook, <laughs> and there was quite a bit of blowback uh, immediately from yeah. like, so it's cool that they're doing this, but yo, where's Adam? Where's Skate? And I was like, yo, where's Max, the big wrestler dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm sure they'll so, bring those back I'm sure, in, yeah. I'm sure that they will. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that, you know, like, I, I was glad. That's I, one of the things I was looking up right before we started recording. I was like, mm-hmm. has there been anything announced? Um, and it was announced, like, two days ago. Yeah. Finally. It was like, oh, no, there will be more characters. It's like, all right, good. Yeah, good. yeah it's not like they're <laughs> dealing with the old graphical limitations and memory limitations. Right. Of, like, the NES cartridges. Right. Like, they can have 30 characters in there and be just fine. All right. the characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the games had a kangaroo as a hidden character. That's so you just awesome. run around beating people up as a boxing kangaroo, which is great. So are you kangaroo Jack? Uh, <laughs> his name was just Roo. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it, I think it was the same year that Kangaroo Jack came out. Man, I I, I really wonder what happened in the Hundred Acre Wood if Roo became a boxer in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to no, set was, it up. That was perfect. <laughs> so. Uh, that's all I've got for video games. Anyone else? Oh, yeah, a little bit. Um, there, uh, you know, a game came out this last week. That it, you might have heard the character that's in it, Spider-Man. Who? Came out on PS4. Who, who's yeah, that? I think I've heard of that guy. Yeah, once yeah. Twice. Yeah. Twice? Is, he, is he related um, to Star Lord? <laughs> Sorry, they are both named Peter. Yeah, this is true. Hi, Peter. Peter. Uh, but it came out. Uh, There's a little bit of controversy the week before because people were saying that there's going to be a daf- uh, graphical downgrade from some pictures that were released from pre-review copies and stuff like that. But ended up being just hogwash. It was the yeah. game is beautiful. It looks fantastic. Everything cool. I've read and seen about it so far makes it look fan- just like an amazing game. Sure. Um, it, it looks like a ton of fun. So if you got a PS4, definitely go check that game out right nice. now. All right. And the last little bit of video game-ish news. Um, it's kind of video game news. Okay. Uh, Nerf and Fortnite have teamed up, and they're going to be releasing Fortnite-themed Nerf Blasters in 2019. All right, look, I, I know I already need to go out and buy all the Star Wars-themed ones. <laughs> I don't need to go and buy all the, the Fortnite-themed ones. Now, see, I don't even play Fortnite. But I've watched like friends and video gamers and YouTubers play sure. Fortnite, and I've seen all the crazy weapons that they have. And hearing that Nerf is doing this is like, that's stupid crazy. I will buy it. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's, looks like they're going to be a lot of fun. I, I haven't yeah. seen very much about them yet. They're going to be releasing more information as time goes on. But cool. I mean, it's Nerf. You can't go wrong with that. Fortnite's a lot of fun. It's... 
hey. very comical. So they should make for some some fun guns to actually put out there. Yeah. So watch out for those. Uh, I'm surprised they're not releasing them for Christmas season. That was shocking to me, but they're coming out in 2019. So. Okay. Well, All right. Well, you know. Uh, timing is a thing. If they only signed the contract a couple weeks ago, man, you know, there's yeah. not time to manufacture exactly. stuff. Exactly. Uh, it is glad that it, I, I am glad that if Fortnite is going with anybody, they're going with Nerf because, as you yes. should remember, it's Nerf or nothing. Or nothing. Yep, <laughs> it is Nerf or nothing. <laughs> so, um, uh, on a separate note, uh, I got a little bit of TV news. Ooh, I don't know if you guys are fans of it or not, but the show Brooklyn Nine Nine, okay, uh, it's going out for another season, and they okay. actually released today that they're going to extend that season oh. from the original. I can't believe it was. 10 or 12 episodes up to 18 episodes for this next season. Okay. So, so they're huh. getting a, a decent extension of episodes getting on there. So, basically yeah. an extra half season. For yeah, the, yeah. And it's the final season, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah I'm not yeah, 100% sure on, certain on that, but uh, it was brought back after being canceled, so okay. we'll see how that goes. Okay. But uh, yeah, they got Neat. a full 18 episodes on that, so yeah. a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans out there that are super happy today. Very yeah. nice. I, uh, so I will, I will be the jerk in the room that says I don't watch a lot of TV because um, I'm too busy playing <laughs> video games and reading comics from the 90s. Um, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, Double Dare when I can find an episode is the exception. Um, so, But I, I haven't watched any Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but uh, I remember all of my social media feeds the day that it was getting canceled, like the day it was announced it was canceled. It was just filled. Like, you know how right now a lot of your social media feeds are just filled with news about politics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah not that day. Yeah. That day was Brooklyn all people just sad that Brooklyn Nine-Nine was that canceled. That was my yeah. Facebook feed too. Yeah. So. Just feed after feed of... Terry Crews dancing, right? <laughs> yeah, or or the or the main character doing something stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But good news, everybody. It's it's still coming back. It's coming back getting, more than you expected. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Some bonus seasons that's or cool. bonus episodes there. So very yeah. nice, very nice. Yeah. So, Andy, you got any TV news? Because I got nothing. Uh, no, TV and I are generally not super great friends. Um, well, I got another one here for you. Though, oh, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Today, Iron Fist season two. Oh, on Netflix. Okay, uh, getting some good reviews so far. Haven't gotten to watch it yet. Cause sure, because we will don't work. have that much time yet. Right, but uh, I will be binging that this weekend. Next so okay. I'll definitely give you guys yeah. a re- what I thought of it. A little bit of review next week. Okay, but, uh, definitely excited about that. Nice. Is, it, from the preview so far, it looks better than the first season, which wasn't bad, but sure, right. it wasn't as good as the Jessica Jones and Luke Cage that had come right before it. Yeah, so. yeah. And I, so I haven't watched all of Iron Fist yet, but I've seen a little bit of it, mm-hmm. um, and I, it, it is, <laughs> it's it's not as good, uh, I'm saying with air quotes, uh, but it did, you know, Daredevil came out and just kind of punched everyone in the face with how good it was. Yeah, right? it's true. And then Jessica Jones came around and like just you know, kind of stuck its finger in your brain and mixed it around. <laughs> and you're like, okay, what just happened there? And then Luke Cage came out and was like, okay, well, the first half of that show was really solid. <laughs> and the second half was good, but mm, probably yeah. should have been three episodes instead of five. Uh, and then, yeah, Iron Fist just like, it had a lot to live up to. Yeah. You know, and if it... Well, and then the choreography wasn't as good as, like, Daredevil was. Yeah. And stuff. And yeah. It, it just, That's the difference was, in choreographers for, yeah, you know, stage well, fighting. You see those right. Daredevil episodes, you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait for Iron Fist. And then you get to Iron Fist, you're like, wait, this is supposed to be the one about martial arts. <laughs> right. And it's not as good as the blonde guy. Yeah. In the LA, okay, there's something wrong here. Yeah, yeah. The, from, they've got new choreographers and all kinds of stuff going on. And just, just from what I've seen in the previews, it looks dramatically different as far as that aspect of the show compared to the first cool. one. And they're saying that the storytelling is supposed to be a lot better and everything for cool. this new season. So it, it'll be interesting. I, and I look you were forward saying to watching it. And one of our previous episodes, uh, Typhoid Mary is the villain for this yes. season, right? Yeah. Well, she's or in one, it. One she's of the, okay. in it. We don't know. Typhoid like, Mary yeah. is in the... Yeah, we okay. don't, is she the okay. uh, villain? Is she the girlfriend? Is she the, Who knows what's well, going on Well, it's Typhoid Mary, so probably all of the above. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it'll, I don't know. I can't wait to see it. She's one of my 
favorite villains from yeah. the Daredevil, Spider-Man, yeah. Iron Fist, like that whole, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Queens Bronx set yeah. of New York yeah. <laughs> nice. heroes. Okay. So, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting. So it'd be, also, be fun to see who else they bring into it because Iron Fist has got a, a, just an eclectic group of rogues so it'll be interesting to see who they bring in aside from that. Yeah. Yeah. So because he doesn't have like any of those villains that you're like oh yeah this is an amazing villain but he's got a lot of them that are twisted and just different. So Right. And I mean you get like the Steel Serpent which is basically like, the evil version of Iron Fist yeah. right? And, yeah. And uh, Sabretooth. Sabretooth came from Iron Fist. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know he's more known as Wolverine villain now, mm-hmm. but, but he originated in started Iron Fist. in Iron Fist 14 I want to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is Interesting because he's part of the X Men universe. Right. You know, <laughs> right. Oh. Well, yeah, he definitely became a lot of characters. Like Mystique started in, in Ms. Marvel, yeah. uh, which is going to be a nice segue, uh, but definitely became more of an X Men villain. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Ms. Marvel. What's up with Ms. Marvel? <laughs> uh, so Ms. Marvel uh, is the former code name for Carol Danvers, who is now Captain Marvel. And this week, uh, we finally got set photos yeah. Of, yeah. of the movie. So. Which made me more excited for it than I was before. Oh, excellent. I mean, excellent. I. I it's it's finally nice to see a full version of what the costume was going to look like in the film. Yeah. Because it's what's funny is that the moment that started dropping, I could hear all my cosplay friends in the distance going, "Finally!" <laughs> in like a deep, like evil voice of like, "I can now start crafting again." And then we won't see them till con, and they're gonna be like, you know, panicking and sweating twenty four <laughs> hours before they're supposed to be walking through the con door because they're finishing the last stitch. Because <laughs> you know, cosplays are hard, yo. But no, yeah. but I saw that and I was just like, that's. A Pretty badass looking costume that she's yeah. got on there. I, even the 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 bad guys, they looked good too. Even though immediately yeah. as soon as it got released, everybody was comparing them to Piccolo from the Dragon Ball Z movie. But, <laughs> but despite the fact that they look exactly like Piccolo, right. they still look good. That's well, amazing. And, and so the bad guys are the Skrulls, yes, who do kind of just look like Piccolo anyway. Anyways, yeah. so the fact that hey, the movie versions of them look sort of similar, it's like well, yes, yeah. <laughs> but and I was still secretly hoping because of who the bad guys are, they're going to get a little bit of Fantastic Four. Nods, that would be nice because we'll we're see. getting the scrolls and then Ronan and the accusers Even coming back. They're just a nod, just yeah. like tongue in cheek. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially with nice. the, the Disney Fox stuff yeah. all happening. Just, even and if it's just a four logo in the background, I'll be happy. Or just like, somebody you know, using just, Fantastic as a pun. Something, yeah. Right. You know, something. like the Fantastic car docked at a spaceport, I'd be good. What, 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 what if <laughs> Super Scroll? Super Scroll? Oh, if he had the fire and the... Uh-huh. the oh, yeah. that'd so, be okay, Stephanie's, Stephanie's not in on this nerddom. <laughs> no, um, not at all. So the super so the Skrulls are shape-shifting aliens. They okay. debuted in Fantastic Four number two back in 1961. Um, okay. Pretty early on, I want to say like Fantastic Four 37 or something, um, They the Fantastic Four ran into the Super Scroll, who gave up his ability to shape-shift in exchange for having all four powers of the Fantastic Four. Oh. So he could turn Rocky like the thing, he could stretch out like Mr. Fantastic, he could set himself on fire like Human Torch, and he could turn invisible like the Invisible Woman. Okay. So, but this, if if the Skrulls are part of, or if we're deciding that the Skrulls are not consider, considered part of the Fantastic Four licensing, which went yeah. to Fox, but the Fantastic Four are, can we use the Super Skrull in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie huh. before all the Fox Disney stuff is finalized. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Right? I, wonder I how mean, that, where that falls at. I don't know. I mean, technically <laughs> the movie's wrapping up here soon because there's rumors now that there's a trailer going to be coming out here in like the next couple weeks sure, or so. Sure, so, right. So the movie itself is already wrapping up, but of course, you know, who knows who can trust trailers these days with the fact that, you know, a lot of movies are actually making trailers purposely to go, oh, this is totally a misdirect to throw you guys off, but right. it's going to get you interested in seeing the movie. Yeah. Sure. And then when you see it, you're going to go, 
Wait, what? Yeah. Marvel Special has been doing that. Like oh, with God, the, yeah. uh, the Infinity War trailer. Like, there was all kinds of stuff in there that they redid for the right, actual yeah, movie. Right. It was like, wait, Hulk wasn't there. Oh, but he was in the preview. Yep, you know, so yep. it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. And yeah, I, for sure. I'm actually looking forward to that movie now a little bit more than I was before because I'm not a yeah. gigantic. I know he's going to throw something at me for since I'm not a gigantic Captain Marvel fan. That, that Captain Marvel, <laughs> That's anyway. That's fair. That's um, fair. Listen, but, uh, we all, we I, I'm all, looking forward to it. We all have our specific nerddoms, and yeah. just because I have every issue of Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel starring Carol Danvers doesn't mean I think you're a bad person <laughs> for not being excited for this movie. He's just a sli- he's just a little bit disappointed. I, well, so <laughs> no, no. Just, my, you know, my nerd, I grew up with a different Captain Marvel. Yeah, my own Captain no. Marvel said Shazam. Right, <laughs> and um, I'm over here in Star Wars land. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I will say I, d- you know, the, the set photos all look great. Um, I yeah. don't I don't have anything to complain about. Um, it all looks like Marvel Cinematic Universe versions of the comic book yeah. stuff, which is great. Yeah. I am and aside from Thor two, they haven't really done anything bad. So right, yeah, and even Thor two isn't terrible. It's just no, isn't as mean, good as the stuff that came Chris before. Got Christopher Eccleston, and it can't be that bad. <laughs> right? No, it can't be. Um, but I will admit, I'm I'm a little afraid of the Captain Marvel movie, like because I'm such a fan yeah. of this character. Yeah, I'm a little afraid of getting the Michael Bay Transformers thing going on. Yeah, that's understandable. Right. Which is general. I guess I guess my advice would be to you to any, and anybody else out there who's a big Captain Marvel fan. It, even even it, I'm talking both Captain Marvels here, whether it be Carol <laughs> or it be you know Shazam over here, you know w- no matter which one it is, go into the film with an open mind that your hero is finally on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to get everybody I can to go see Aquaman when it comes out. Right. Oh, yes. Everybody has the worst misconceptions about Aquaman. Oh, he just talks to fish. No, uh, he just talks to fish. I don't he, care. I'm going to go see it anyway because it's Jason freaking Momoa. <laughs> That's why the movie's going to do well because right. uh, Jason, Jason Momoa, Momoa doesn't have a shirt on for 90% of the movie. So right. it's, it's mean, going to do well no matter what. Men and women are not complaining. No, I know. <laughs> Aquaman does more than talk to fish. He's just Superman that talks to fish underwater. Yeah. Basically. Right? Like, he does more than just talk yeah. to fish. He talks to fish and throws cars around. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so increase tidal anyone, waves, and I mean, right. you might say he talks to fish, but one of those fish is you know like Cthulhu, basically, right? The, the, the Leviathan. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and I mean, I, let's, and, let's be fair here. And right. hey, if we're comparing him to Superman, I mean, Superman causes a lot of destruction, but his destruction is you know usually fixed within a couple of days. If you know Aquaman threw a freaking tsunami at a villain, you may have just wiped out an entire town along with it. That's true. <laughs> this is very true. That's this true. Is very true. Yeah. Superman punches somebody on, above ground, you know, in the middle of an open city. That shockwave is going to destroy buildings and do all kinds of things. Aquaman doesn't need to see. There's no buildings to destroy. Yeah, he just knocks That's some true. fish so, out of their yeah. out of their path. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, make some nice waves. Surfers <laughs> <laughs> so like woo. Speaking of Captain's Marvel, though. Yeah. Captain's uh, Marvel. I yeah I read uh, some an update about the Shazam movie. Oh. Um, Black Adam will not be appearing no, in the Shazam he will movie. Not. Um, the, so I'm just going to read this quote directly. Yeah. Um, specifically, they did not want Black Adam to appeal, appear in the Shazam movie because both characters are so special, we didn't want to compromise either of them by ramming them both into the same movie. So that's why we made the decision to let Shazam have his own standalone movie and kind of launch him properly, and then we'll do the same for Black Adam. And so that kind of really freed things up. It allowed us to develop the right versions of both. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Is yeah. that we'll get like a duo movie later, or like the two of them? Yeah, so uh, it's not clear from this if that means that we're getting a Shazam movie and a Black Adam movie, and then they're doing them together, or, hey, let's introduce Shazam first so you know who this character is and then in the second movie we do Black Adam oh, evil okay. version it, I, so I don't know if it's we're getting a trilogy they've of, had Dwayne Johnson aka The Rock signed right. on to be Black Adam for almost 10 years now like, right he's, he's been attached to that character and been like yep I'm doing it yeah. I'm doing it I'm doing it so I mean just, I think they're just kind of just testing the waters like, and I, I think 
they kind of wanted to do this Shazam one first just to try to, you know, change right. the tone of a lot of what people perceive on DC and things yeah, like that. I definitely yeah, agree. for uh, sure. Which now, now, now I'm imagining The Rock and Zachary Levi standing off against each other. I think it's part and of the I can't imagine it because it's they, like they pumped him up a little bit in that suit because right. when he well, does yeah. stand across from the Rock, who can just wear a leotard and be that big, right? Because the Rock already <laughs> looks like a comic book character. Yeah, well, exactly, he, he looks like Black Adam already. Right. You know I mean? yeah. What's going to be interesting is because they're going to have to do the uh, the Chris Evans thing, like in uh, um, the first Captain America, where they oh, where they shrink him down. They're going to yeah. have to do that with the Rock. Yeah, and even when The Rock was smaller, he was still 260 pounds. Yeah, so <laughs> like, it's just like this is be interesting. They, uh, they're just. Big, I guess they're gonna have to get his buddy Kevin Hart to play him yeah. as <laughs> the Egyptian version of himself. So when he was that smaller, way. he was Kevin Hart, and then he gets like injected with whatever happens well, to yeah, him. More like he... Chris Tucker, maybe you know, just oh, like okay. that, yeah. that lanky, skinny kind of you know. But so he, oh. yeah. he, he says Shazam, and then he you know he turns into Kevin Hart. Right, <laughs> Chris Tucker's Shazam <laughs> would be great. <laughs> Oh, um, that's a completely different movie now. Right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, keeping, I, I think I'm going to tangent over here with some yeah. more movie stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I got a couple things here. First, uh, Disney has announced officially that they're going to make a live-action Pinocchio. Interesting. Didn't they do that in the 90s? We're I not counting Geppetto. Did Disney no, no, do it or did somebody else? <laughs> oh, somebody, cause somebody there, there else. There was did. a Pinocchio movie starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. There was also a Pinocchio movie starring Drew Carey I playing Geppetto. About that. <laughs> I oh. forgot about the JTT one. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That I may tried, not have been Disney. Little, that may have been. A lot of things are trying to block out the GTT right. was but no, in, so. I, I don't think this is Disney. I think this may have been like another. Like, uh, I mean, well, this one is going to be Disney. Right. Those ones were a completely different company okay. Okay. back then. Um, but it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a live action Pinocchio. And I was I was watching this video uh, where I had heard this news and I sat there, you know, listening to them as they were talking and they brought up the fact that this may be the creepiest Disney live action film they're ever going to make. Hmm. Because. Hmm. Not only are you going to have, you know, I mean, aside from like the wooden boy aspect, which, you know, that's that's, that's creepy enough. That's creepy enough. But, yeah. you know, knowing Disney, they're going to make him look harmless and they're going to make him look friendly and fun. So that way, when he does turn into a human, he doesn't look like drastically different from what he was. Sure. They might do kind of what they did with like Once Upon a Time and they just make the guy look wooden. Oh, like right. actually made of wood. And then yeah. just, oh, hey, look, I'm real now. Um, but the thing that they were pointing out that might be the creepiest part is the island pleasure island pleasure island I, so where the boys are turning into freaking donkeys <laughs> while you were talking i literally just wrote down on my note sheet here pleasure island because i wanted to talk about how terrifying that scene is that scene uh, there's a reason i haven't watched pinocchio in over like <laughs> Hearing 10 about some 15 kind of years some practical effects with this instead like get let's not do the computer stuff let's do some practical uh, effects yeah, yeah that's kind of what let's, i'd like to say let's see. practically turn a wooden boy into a donkey yeah uh yeah no <laughs> i so I watched Pinocchio over and over again as a kid, and so the Pleasure Island scene, like, when you're a little kid, you're kind of immune to a lot of things, but when you get older, mm -hmm. you're, you start noticing body horror a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, I, I don't know what they're going to do with this. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm a little intrigued now. I'm yeah. a little intrigued. Well, and the, the premise of Pleasure <laughs> Island is, right, it's like, it's all the kids go there to be naughty, and they get, they, they are so naughty that they turn into literal jackasses, Right. And in the original animated Pinocchio movie, yeah. they don't turn back. Nope. They don't. Like, Pinocchio escapes, and all of the other kids there are just stuck on Pleasure Island with... with as donkeys. As mm -hmm. donkeys with the, their uh, Stromboli and their terrible mishandlers and everything. And it's like, 
What happened to those kids? I mean, maybe maybe this would be like the sequel. Maybe Pinocchio's already human, and maybe he actually is going to go and save these kids. Who knows? Like, I mean, maybe. Like, there hasn't been anything really confirmed from the fact that this is going to happen. Right. So this movie is going to happen. Sure. It's just whether or not are we going to take the original film that we made way long time ago and just make it live action, or are we maybe going to give this like a live action sequel where we maybe go save these kids? Who knows? Sure. Right. Yeah. So, right. Um, and then I'm then I'm also going to now tangent back to my other. Movie news. Uh, this was a couple weeks old. I would have said it last week, but we were all <laughs> sick. Um, <laughs> but Matt Smith of Doctor Who, so I think the uh, yeah. 11th Doctor, 12th uh, Doctor, don't get right. me. I'm not a Doctor Who fan, so I probably got that wrong. <gasps> 11 sounds right. 11 sounds right? Okay. Yeah. I um, have to know these things because so he's working in a comic store. And Dominic uh, Monogram, who uh, he played one of the. Um, Oh, God, I can't remember the name. Hobbits. He played one of the Hobbits in Lord of the Rings, mm. the original Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, both of them have been confirmed for Star Wars Episode Nine mm. as main character-esque roles. Well, that's fascinating. So not like, I, I don't know how main they're planning to talk here. Like, oh, yeah, they have like, you know, a full scene just to themselves. Or if they're going to be like around the same place where Billy Lord, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter is where it's like a main enough character where you like a main enough minor character where you see them yeah. on the sidelines in almost every scene. My but guess is that just because of his acting caliber and the fact that he's British, uh, I have a feeling that they're going to be using Matt Smith as the new Imperial role. He might be playing that, a role that alongside Hux. That would make the most sense that because they killed off everybody in the last, so it's they've, got be, they've got to get introduce some more Imperial element there. So it would make sense huh. to have him because he, he's definitely got the acting chops to be able to carry that role. Yeah, he right? does. And they kind of need another villain in there somewhere. I also read something else that people think he might be playing Thrawn, <gasps> which would be absolutely amazing. But I don't know if they're going to. <laughs> Sorry, you made me like really happy. Into the, into the like more current universe, or if they're just going to save him for the animated stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they uh, do. He would be the perfect choice for that role. You guys, though, Steph I think. Stephanie just got so excited; she's covering her face and shaking. <laughs> like I can so see the goosebumps the thing, from here. I, it's, it's I, so the thing is, though, I've always loved the character of Thrawn. Always have. This is like a quick side, sweet side tangent. I've always loved the character of Thrawn, but I never really got into the books that he was introduced in. I knew he was a thing, and I knew he was one of the baddest Star Wars villains ever. When Rebels brought him in, it made him even more amazing and badass. He now has his own two books out. And if he were to come into the live action series, and if Matt Smith was to play him, oh my god. <laughs> it would be like my reaction to seeing Darth Maul at the end of Solo. Sorry, spoiler alert, but you should have seen it by now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, given the numbers it did, someone, everyone probably did. They just didn't see it again. Yeah. But right. I did. Well, sure. <laughs> so, meh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. It, yeah. It's, it piqued my interest back a little bit to go see the, the next Star Wars movie because I really kind of didn't care anymore after the last couple I watched. I, but I, yeah. I, I, Matt Smith is enough of a, a name to maybe go, okay, with that and they're bringing Billy D back, I might actually have to go see it now. I mean, freaking Lando's coming back. We got to go see Lando. <laughs> <laughs> should have been back two movies ago, but I'm not going to get to that. I do, hey, you know, when, when, when one movie takes place immediately, like an hour after the last one, what, how quickly can Lando get there? <laughs> Uh, it's Lando. What, really? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have the Millennium fair. Falcon anymore. Falcon anymore. So I, it's that's a hard word he's, to say. He's had 20 years to get something just as good, though. That's true. There's that's other true. YT <laughs> ships out there. There's other freighter ships. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah so. for sure. You know, All right. for sure. He and old Rendar could have teamed up and gotten something going there. You it's know, true, it would be yeah. Interesting, so. uh, and I'm going to have one last thing of film. Uh, <laughs> Andy just gave me a look like, wait, who? Is that the Shadows of the Empire guy? Yes. Okay. 
All right. Yes. I nice know that reference catch. I, yeah. Well, I know. Listen, I. It's not that I don't like Star Wars. It's that I don't like it as much as you guys. That's fair. That's fair. But having worked in a comic store for working worked in comic stores for six of the last ten years, and hopefully played one of the best Nintendo sixty four games. Sure. That was ever yeah, I definitely played Shadows of the Empire on the sixty four. I don't know what you're. Yeah. Uh, and and listen, it was the nineties-est Star Wars toy line. Oh yeah. So I am I am aware of Shizor and and Dash Rendar and that's basically it. Oh, Dash uh, Rendar. But but yeah, that's the one between five and six, right? Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know I know something. Listen, I I know who Hammerhead is. So okay. I, I know some of the Star Wars minutia, just not... Not everything. Not everything. Nice. All so. right. So my last... I have one last thing of uh, movie knowledge. It's a real quick uh, thing, but... So about 13 or so years ago, I believe... Uh, the actual ruby slippers that were used in the original Wizard of Oz um. went missing because somebody shattered the gla- the plexiglass, stole the shoes, and no one was able to find them. Well, the FBI found them. They found the shoes, and they've been returned to their original owner. Did they find them by clicking their heels and saying there's no place like home? You know, I thought the same <laughs> That's thing. That's how they got out of the place where they found them. Oh, okay. No, okay. no, what happened was they're holding the shoes and saying, you're not in Kansas anymore. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Nice. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so they, so they found the shoes finally. So I thought that'd be interesting news, especially for anyone who's a big film buff like myself. And uh, Yeah, I mean, that's a piece of cinematic history that needs to be... Like, oh, yeah. It belongs in the museum. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> um, man, uh, so I've only really got... Well, I got a couple. I got a couple things. Um, I can I can tag off some movie some movie things. Uh, the New Mutants, which is an X Men spinoff. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I literally just read this news about ten minutes before we started recording, um, and it was posted about ten minutes before that. So this is hot off the presses. Oh. Um, Anya Taylor Joy, who's one of the stars of the movie, she'll be playing Ilyana Rasputin, who is Colossus's little sister. Okay. Um, she is actually very excited about the reshoots that they've been doing in this movie. Uh, the film was supposed to come out this past March, and it's been pushed back to uh, February 2019. I thought it was supposed to come out before then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A trailer had been released, and there was there was a date and everything. And uh, kind of last minute, they're like, mm, we're going to hold off on this movie. Okay. Um, apparently, test screenings didn't go very well. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and so they're, they're reshooting the, the film. And um, the article I read was very short, uh, but Anya Taylor-Joy did say, hey, with all of these reshoots, I'm actually very excited because this is now the film that all of us signed on to make. That's awesome. That's so, yeah, something... Now, do we know, is this Colossus from Deadpool's little sister or Colossus from the X-Men film's little sister? Um, yes. Uh, these <laughs> timelines get so confusing. I know. I don't. Matt Roy Stewart, I, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, listen, it's Ileana Rasputin. Her brother's Colossus. You probably get to pick which Colossus okay. is her brother. Um, <laughs> I don't think it matters all that much. Fair enough. Her fair brother's enough. Colossus. Which one? I don't care. Okay. So. Yeah. It's an, animated series Colossus. There we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. There okay. We go. Which is basically the Deadpool Colossus. Right. Yeah. So it, really, yeah. it really is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. so. Um, the only other bit of news that I've got is uh, totally off kilter, but sticks with the Marvel thing, I guess. Uh, Marvel Comics got the Conan the Barbarian license back yes. from Sweet. Dark Horse, which means Dark Horse has lost yet another license. Which is to Marvel, in fact. Uh, they lost Star Wars several a few years ago um, with the Fox merger. I'm sure they're going to lose Alien and Predator and yeah, all of the things likely. that Fox owns. Uh, last episode, we we announced that they lost the Buffy license. Yeah. Somebody at Disney hates Dark Horse Comics, and I don't know who it is. Well, I think it's just them uh, kind of just bringing everything back home. I mean, because a lot be of that, that stuff got it sold be that off more than because of Marvel's situation in the 90s. That's true. You know, things like that. That's so. very true. 
It might be that more than anything. Yeah. So I don't. Um, I don't if Disney had a grudge with somebody, we would all know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if they had a grudge with Dark Horse, Dark Horse wouldn't exist anymore. That. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so so starting in January, there's going to be a new Conan series. Uh, Jason Aaron, um, who has done, he's had run on, runs on Wolverine and um, everybody. Uh, <laughs> like he he's been at Marvel for the last decade, and he's worked on basically every X property. I think he had a Captain America run at some point. Um, he did his indie done comic scalped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done a lot of stuff. Uh, he'll be writing it, and Mahmoud Ars- Mahmoud Ars- Asrar. I'm so sorry that I butchered your name. Um, who's a very good artist? He's he's had some X Men runs that I've yeah. read. Um, they'll be they'll be bringing the first uh, first arc um, out. Uh, Isad Rebic, who did um, Jason Aaron's run on Thor, uh, will be doing the covers for it. Um, Isad Rebic also did the Secret Wars 2015 series. The okay. In that. All right. Um, cool. So that guy will be doing the covers. So they'll they will look properly metal and epic yeah. as nice. Conan should. Uh, and Jason Aaron put out a tweet. Uh, and he was just like, yeah, this is a job that I was that I was made to do or whatever. Uh, and <laughs> I actually counted. There's a photo of the bookcase, and there are 32 Conan paperback novels, like the original Robert E. Howard novels, wow. on that on that bookshelf. So, well, so he's doing his research. So he's prepared. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, gotta, I was going to ask, like, what is he? Are we doing like Conan comic books or Conan books? And that right. That answers so, my question. So I he's, don't know if he's actually be... reading the the source material, <laughs> right. and, and going from there. Right. So. so I don't know if the these new comics are going to be adaptations. Uh, I know some of Dark Horse's stuff a few years ago were adaptations of some. The Robert yeah. Howard, uh, novels. Um, I don't know if they're going to be new original stories. I don't know. Either way, but either it's way, new Conan. I mean, yeah, I'm digging Dynamite's Red Sonia stuff right now, and um, Dark Horse has had the Conan license for so long that I'm kind of afraid to jump in. Yeah. Um, so this is like a nice clean start. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out as well. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be neat, man. Yeah. I, I look forward to, to hearing about that. Yeah. And the I'll other piece of news I got, new, you know, more TV, but it kind of has to do with a movie star. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, they actually, they announced this last week that Henry Cavill has been cast as Gerald of Rivia for The Witcher. Nice. Huh. So, so. Superman as The Witcher. Yeah. Okay. So That's interesting. interesting. Uh, he's a big fan of the book series, has read it and everything. The okay. casting director said that he actually auditioned for it quite a while ago, and they auditioned a bunch of other people, and they ended up going back to him because oh, he wow. understood the character so well. Okay. Oh, all right. So that, it'll be interesting that's to helpful. see. helpful. Yeah. 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 I'm interested to see. They didn't go off it like, yeah, you look like him. Let's get you. They went, no, you get the character. We'll make you look like the character. Nice. So it'll be interesting to see how it does. Uh, you know, there's been a little bit of blowback because, you know, people. He's Superman, so they, right, you know, right. <laughs> he couldn't be Geralt. Oh God but, forbid uh, an actor played two roles. Yeah, who knew? <gasps> but uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think yeah. he's a fantastic actor. I think he's got the acting chops to do it. I mean, if you look at the stuff he's been doing since he was a kid, I mean, ba- all the way back to when he was uh, in Count of Monte Cristo. Oh wow! I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he was, it was one of oh, his earlier God. roles. He was okay. maybe seventeen or eighteen, something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was that. young. Yeah, and uh, he was fantastic in that. I, I, I kind of always thought. That that proved him as an actor to me, being sure. in that movie, especially yeah. who he was around through that entire movie. Yeah, with, you know, just with Caviezel, everybody else. Like, I mean, he was having he was around some big time. Yeah, some for people sure. with serious acting chops. So for sure, uh, I, I I think he's a great actor, and I, I look forward to seeing this. So it's, I love cool. the source material. The Witcher is fantastic. The books are great. The games are great. So yeah. other, other than the uh, short lived series they did in the what was it early twenty. Tens, I think it was a Norwegian. It was really bad. Okay, oh, I'm not sure. even aware of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, you can Google it, and it, yeah, it's all right. It, it was mm. not very well done. Okay, they tried though. 
like a, something like to a try, live action yeah. series of the yeah. witch. Mm. Yeah, it was it was not very well. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. Okay. Very, mm. That's why nobody talks about. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's why. Kind of like the uh, you know that that Captain America movie from the seventies that nobody wants to talk about. The one where he had the motorcycle helmet yeah. for him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or the good. Dolph Lundgren Punisher that nobody ever wants to talk about. The one that was so bad, Marvel decided that, that he couldn't wear the skull shirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that. Okay. Oh, all right. okay. like, it's it's right. there, and if you yep. really yep. like the character, it's there for you to watch, but okay. Uh, okay. people want to forget about it. Yeah. All so. right. So uh, I'm going to kind of follow a tangent of, like, of books. So mm-hmm. I was watching, because uh, I missed this earlier this week, uh, I was watching the latest episode of the Star Wars show, which, you know, Star Wars has their own YouTube channel show thing. Yeah. Um, and they had Sam Witwer on. If you don't know who Sam Witwer is, he played uh, Starkiller in the Force Unleashed video games. He's also voiced the son in the Clone Wars, as well as both Dar- as well as Darth Maul in both Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he voiced Darth Maul in Solo. Well, they had him on. They were talking to him about the about the whole like you know cameo and solo. But they also uh, brought up something interesting that I thought would be kind of interesting to share. Uh, that at some point next month, Sam, uh, his brother Michael Whitwer, uh, Kyle Newman, and John Peterson are coming out with a visual history book for Dungeons and Dragons called Art and Arcana. Huh. Interesting. That's cool. So it's literally a visual history from the 1970s all the way till now of just. All D and D. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, are, is it going to be like a lot of stuff from the old players' guides and dungeon master guides? And yeah, like, kind of okay, just right. kind of showing Man. like the difference of like this is where we started, this is how we got here. Yeah, like okay. two point five. They had good god, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different manuals and books, and some of the artwork in there was just breathtaking. Some <coughs> yeah. of the stuff they did. Yeah, it I sounds remember, like a lot of the art stuff's going to come back for the for the book, too. Yeah, that's neat, because there's a lot of stuff that you you can't find that stuff anymore, because it was literally like, oh, hey, we have this book about ninjas for specifically for this edition of Dungeons & Dragons, yeah. but only 100 people bought the book, and you can't find it anymore. Right. And, you know what I mean? The people that have it still, like, they hoard it, so, so right. you know, yeah. being that artwork is hard, so that's cool. I, yeah. I look forward to seeing you that. Know, I heard Sam talk. It was interesting to hearing Sam talk about it because I love Sam and, his, and what he's done and mm-hmm. the few roles that he's been in. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, this is kind of awesome. Like, I might have to go and buy this now just because yeah. your name is on the cover. <laughs> yeah. What was so. that, the, the show that they did the um, American version of it that he was in with, uh, he was a vampire and he was a roommate with a werewolf. Um, and oh, the, the um, ghost girl, uh, uh, being human. Yes, being human. Being human yes. yes, I was, like, was I, just, I was talking an absolute blank because the only live action thing I can, for some reason, remember him in is Smallville, where he played Doomsday. So yeah, that was like, oh, wow. Yeah, he played uh, Doomsday in Smallville, so that's yeah. the only like live action thing I remember him being in. But uh, keeping on the Star Wars tangent, this is my last note. This is the last thing I have. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is the Star Wars land that's coming to both Disneyland and Disney World. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have announced that they have a bartender for the cantina uh, by the name of RX-24. So if you don't know who RX-24 is, he is the original pilot to Star Tours. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the is, pilot from Star Tours retired. Is <laughs> Paul Rubens going to be doing the voice again? I don't know. The information I was uh, hearing, because this is, again, when I was watching the Star Wars show. Uh, you know, Thank you, Andy and Anthony, <laughs> for giving me this information. Because like, now I want to share it, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not me. Well, yeah. D- different Andy. Yeah, I know. Not yeah. not, not him, Andy. Yeah. Andy Gutierrez is her name. Okay. Um, but no. So like they they were talking about that, and I was just like, that's kind of really neat. And I know that not only you guys would like to hear that, but yeah. any of our fans who are big Disney as well as Star Wars nerds, yeah, who have written the original Star Tours before they did the revamp, 
uh, would yeah, like to hear that very, he's he's still many around. Fond memories of the Star Tours ride when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. living in California, cool. so he, going over he's there. He's still so. around. He's still living. He's still okay. there. So now yeah. he now he just got a new job. He just retired and opened a cantina. Nice. That's <laughs> fantastic. I, I, I really hope they get Paul Rubens to do the voice for it. I, that would be fantastic. I hope they yeah. do too. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So that's all I got. So anyone else want to want to take something? Right, I know well, you. We're, we're about out of here. We got uh, just a couple minutes left. Anybody else got any anecdotal anything extra news? Well, here I did. I did. I did notice this one little thing. Apparently, a sixth Die Hard movie got announced yes yes uh, it and, did and it will just be called McLean. yeah um yeah and it's interesting because this comes hot on the heels of bruce willis saying that uh die hard is not a christmas movie yeah he did say Get that yeah. everybody. what is this what is this we, stack we're, of we're papers gonna, you have we're, here, we're gonna have to probably extend this to a uh, another podcast because we've only got like a minute and a half here okay okay and i have i have probably Notes. an hour's worth of information here. Oh, God. Uh, I will read just one one anecdotal thing because you did bring that up with okay. Bruce Willis okay. declaring it, it not. Yeah. Um, the, the person who wrote the movie said this. D'Souza cautioned that Willis may have been joking. Consider the venue, he said. It was a roast. The, the jokes were flying all night. Perhaps he was trolling the world and knew it would provoke a strong reaction to people online. <laughs> Well, there so you go. That's just, just an <laughs> anecdotal thing. A little bit of visual evidence I have for you here. Okay. Uh, there's okay. a Google for if you do, you know, Christmas movies. It's, uh-huh. you know, one of the top ten on there. Uh, what? IMDb, Seriously? IMDb's, uh, you know, top ten Christmas or top 100 Christmas movies of all time. It's the second entry on there. Okay. Um, oh. I'm going to stop you there on that one. That's <laughs> absolute an, bull no, crap. No, that's, that's actually true. Visual he's, references. He's, he's got, um, he's got there, the printout here. There's an actual officially licensed book called... Uh, what was? Hold on a second. I have it right here. Uh, but guys, you need to understand. He legitimately actually printed it's, it's, this stuff out, yeah. and I'm staring at it right now, it's, like uh, not oh, believing. I've got several pages here. Um, there's a children's <laughs> book. Oh, it's not a children's book. It's an adult-themed children's book okay. called A Die Hard Christmas. Uh-huh. That is actually, and this is what I got my brother for Christmas last year because it's a tradition in my house <laughs> to watch Die Hard at Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, that it's an illustrated book do, uh, that's set to, I believe, it's a night before the night before Christmas. Okay, that's the entire Die Hard script done to that poem and written in a children's fashion. <laughs> So okay. I, I have much, much more here to talk uh-huh. about how Die Hard uh-huh. is a Christmas movie, but we're, okay. we're going to have to save that, I think, for another another show because yeah. we're and, out of uh, time here. We're, we're, um, we're, but remember, everybody, everybody has their opinion. You're all entitled to your opinion unless you think Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, then you're just wrong. Okay, well, hold on, hold on. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually going to do something for, tease, for, all of our, for, for all of our social media friends out there. Remember, you guys can follow us uh, at Atomic Monsoon on Twitter, Facebook. You can also email us at AtomicMonsoon at gmail.com. Check us out on AtomicMonsoon.com and, of course, Voice America Variety Channel. Uh, but the little tag that I'm going to do is I've got a challenge for you guys on Facebook and Twitter. Since these two, uh-huh. one says that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, it, the other says really that Die not. Hard, and the other one says that Die Hard is, and I'm in here in the middle going like I've. Uh, Christmas movie to me is Rudolph. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want you guys to tell us. Do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? If you say yes, please say why. If you say no, please say why. Please make sure that you do not extend the character limit and uh, be 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 friendly, guys. Let's not make this. Don't don't like don't you know actually what? start Let's, pulling the guns out. We, Let's actually we, you know be happy, be friendly can, with this. We can make it simple. Hashtag Die Hard is Christmas movie. Hashtag Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. There we go. You there choose the go. hashtag. 
And then uh, we'll we'll next week when these two go on their debate, I'll uh, I'll reveal after the 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 guns have been put in away. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, who yeah. won? We want to know what you guys think. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Let us know at Atomic Monsoon on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> Hashtag Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Hashtag I don't care. Die Hard is a great movie. <laughs> hey, there we go. Either we, way, we can all agree yeah, to that. Either one. way, it's an excellent movie. Yeah. So, all right, guys, uh, dude, who wants to close us out? Uh, I opened us, so I'll close us. Um, yeah, that's it. We're closed. Go home. <laughs> no. Get off my lawn. This, this has been Atomic Monsoon. I have been one of your hosts, Andy. I've been another host named Stephanie. And apparently I've been your lovely host, Josh. Because <laughs> he's so lovely. All right, you guys. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Have Make a good sure. one. Bye-bye.